Finally, finally, finally. Oh, I've been excited to come back, guys. It's been um it's been really busy with that fishing hub live stream, so I haven't been able to just find the time. Just been trying to get more footage on the Saturday, but tonight, the perfect opportunity to hit it back, hit back on the start back on the podcast so that throughout this summer period, you know, where we've got some entertainment. Um like I said about a minute earlier, I'm going to be back, back, back live next week too. So, so yeah, doing that for you, Louis. He says you, <laughs> shroom, shroom, like shroom club member. How's it going, Louis? How's your week been? If you caught anything, <laughs> been going for a fish, um, guys. Oh wow, that last video that I posted on Thursday, that was a dream come true. Nailing that mulloway on that hard body. Yeah, if you guys uh, watched that, you know how excited I was. The second it popped its head up out of the water, I was like, are you kidding me? Is that really what I think it is? <laughs> I probably need glasses, but I could tell from a distance that chrome, it, 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 was, it, was that, it was that fish, that special apex, top of the food chain. Um, it's, that, it's that fish of dreams, you know? And I gotta say, I've caught plenty of these plenty of these mull away on um on plastics yeah you know and a couple on bait here and there soaking soaking a squid for example but i'll tell you what i've been trying i've been trying at night for probably the last three at least three years three four years not not every night but plenty of nights in the winter trying to tick it off because i've i've heard that if you get one on a hard body at night, it's going to be massive. It's going to be, we're talking 80, 80 centimeter plus. So a meter fish isn't rare if you can get one on, um, on a big diver. And, and there's obviously a special way to do it because obviously I'm not doing it right. Hence why I still haven't ticked it off at night. But, but the idea is that you got to get out there when the, you know, when the mullet are congregating at night under the lights, and there's certain places in every system, you know, that light brings them there and they're congregating just before they start running out to see where they're going to meet up pretty much on the beaches and start uh, mass, mass producing, mass breeding. And so it's that time when they're just getting ready to head down. I think it's, um, I think it's more like the end of the end of, um, the end of autumn when they do that, that you've got that small window where all the Mulloway are looking up. And you're more likely to nail one casting these really large, shallow divers in um, mullet colors. I guess any color works really. And from what I heard, it's, it's, not, it's not a matter of what you're doing with the lure. It's more of being in the right place at the right time. I guess I was never in the right place at the right time. But how, how does that go? I put all that time in, solo on the river, cold winter nights. And it happens in the middle of the Parramatta River in the daytime on, on, the, brim, on the brim hard body. And there's like people walking by, walking their dogs, pushing, you know, pushing their babies. And, you know, there's, there's a crowd of people. I'm not, I'm not sneaking around in those early hours of the morning. And yeah, that, 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 that made my week. So, yeah. So make sure, yeah, you check out that, check, check out that video. I don't think I'm ever going to forget that. So what an experience. Um, I'm still going to put time in. Still going to put time in. Maybe this summer. 
you can still catch him, you know, at night anytime, but you just have that elevated chance at that, at that stage when the mullet are running. And yeah, before I continue on, on the Shroom Live podcast, if it's your first time here, we generally hang out, hang out once a month. So yeah, come along one of these Saturday, Saturday evening, 7.30, like El Hajj is doing. Thank you, brother. He's um, dropped, dropped a donation in support of the stream. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, so we got a bit of a community going here as well. So Anthony's here as well. Anthony Cox says, hopefully a Benito next time. Yeah, that's right. So if you have been following the news, I I was invited onto the Australian Fishing Podcast uh, hosted by, by Greg. And Greg Vinyl, Doc Lewis, that's, that's also his name. So Doc Lewis, Greg Vinyl, and I really appreciate it, mate. Um, I had a great time. He made it easy. I, I just really, um, yeah, I really, really respect him. And yeah, it was a fantastic experience there. So on that podcast, I mentioned that, uh, he asked me a question of what species or what fish that you'd, you'd like to catch that you haven't caught before. And I said, I hadn't caught a Benito before. Now, I don't know if Benito is on the top of anybody's list, but for me, I'm a simple guy. Even something like a Benito, which is basically shark bait. Um, I've never caught one out of all the times that I've been, you know, in and around the inner, shore, uh, inner reefs, say, you know, long reef and artificial and just fishing around the heads and all that. You'd think that you would have come across a Benito by now. No, sir. No, sir. I have, I have not. Um, or, or the, even despite the amount of kings that are probably numbering at least in the hundreds, not one of these has been a Benito. So that's, yeah, that's a cool, cool, cool fact. A bit of trivia there, a bit of shrimp trivia. Um, yeah, I better attend to the chat and see what's up here. So just making sure everything's going fine there. All right, let me just go click on this. So let's, um, I mean... Plenty of people in the house, so I'll just go straight into the questions. So for the next probably hour and a half, I'm going to be here. Captain Salty Bone says, hey, mate, can I have a shout out? Well, there you go. I hadn't read it yet, and I just picked that one straight up. I'm dumb, says, uh, sup. <laughs> all right, geez, there's, there's all kinds of weird names in my, in my live stream sometimes. Let's go find a serious question here. Fishing with David says, I can't hear, LOL. All right, now that's happened once upon a time. So that's actually what happened, I think, in one of my first five live streams. So definitely make a lot of noise and start posting up if anything like that happens because I, I'll notice on my other screen there. And let's just attend to this one here. And Brownie has dropped a donation. Thank you very much, brother. Let's just put that up. Put that up for you, mate. Um, regular on the channel. Dave Austin, he's here too. He says, hi, bro. Dave... We've got to do something. Um, thanks for inviting me on the podcast again. Just like on the Australian Fishing Podcast, I was on Dave Austin's uh, podcast as well. Had a great, had a great time, great chat. Um, <laughs> I remember getting interviewed. He was in the back of his car. I can't remember where I was. It was just like, uh, let's get this going. This is the only time that we could get together. So yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, Fishing with David's got a question here and he says, have you fished down Victoria side for flathead like Gippsland area? Actually, no, I haven't. 
I'd actually like to go down and, I mean, I see a lot of videos from uh, Western Port. I really want to go there and maybe chase a few big squid or, or a mulloway. Um, the Gippsland, I've, I think I've seen a few videos where they catch a lot of black brim in that area. That kind of looks like a really nice area to maybe tick off my first true black brim. I mean, some people say that I've caught them in the Georges. Uh, I remember Steve Starling said that, um, that the one that I'd caught in the Georges was most definitely a black brim, just the, just the way that it looked, the characteristics, the coloration, etc., etc. He's probably right. I, I, I totally agree with that, but I'd like to go down to Victoria and tick off, you know, the, that black brim down that way too and see what it's all about. All right, here we go. Wagdi Hannah says, Middle Harbour caught many. So this is obviously referring to Benito. How do I know that? Because everyone that I fish with down that way has caught a Benito all around me. And for some reason, I, I just would be the only guy that would not pull one up. I'd pull up anything but maybe a salmon if it was my turn to hook up or a king. All right, let's keep going down. Dominic Sid, Dominic Menasi says, hey, Master Shroom. Oh, thanks. Uh, I'm no master. Blessing my Saturday night. <laughs> That's right. Michael, Michael's here. He says, how's it going? Good to have the stream back. Absolutely. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, let me know if you want me to speed up or slow down in um, my speech pattern. I think someone said that um, I was a little bit more relaxed on the Australian Fishing Podcast. So I'm trying to exude that in this stream. You know, but it's been a while. Maybe blow out a few of the cobwebs cobwebs here and there the only practice that i've been doing is uh practicing my um my pumping arm pumping up kings <laughs> along botany bay with stewie in that last video and then walking <laughs> plenty of walking along the Parramatta river getting in and around all kinds of places five i reckon i walked at least five kilometers that day it felt like walking around thompson creek dam chasing trout that's how much i walked back and forth trying to raise a fish and just when I was about to pack up with my tail between my legs, thought I'd go for one more cast. Got a hit, dropped that fish. Didn't know what it was at that time. And then finally that next cast. Oh, beautiful. Stuff of dreams. Um, I probably used up my luck for the next couple of, couple of months. So I don't know what kind of quality videos I'm going to be producing. But just to let you guys know, um, you guys know I've been trying to make, make a video using the new Berkeley Power power shrimps the two inch version see how they go for go for the brembos i did film a few vlogs every time i've um fished with them i've caught something but the most successful time that i'd been out with them i ended up losing the footage somehow not quite sure why it ended up that way i i transferred it to the computer and had a look and i thought yeah okay it's there the folder's all there and then i come back the next day and it's, it's all gone so I'm gonna have to look into that Manjeet says, love the videos. Keep up the good work, mate. Thank you very much. Max says, Shroom need the real secrets. Where to buy hood, cheap squid, jiggos. Um, I mean, there's always specials in the local independent tackle stores. They they always have, uh, what is it? Five for like 45, five for 50. Yamashita. I like to use the Yamashita jigs. There are, uh, you know, there, there are better jigs on the market, but Yamashita is like the standard for me. Um, and what, what is it? The, the, even the basic ones, the, the basic ones that you get for about eight to 10 bucks each, pretty much anywhere. And they come on special rather regularly. That's, you know, that, that's where I'd spend the, you know, that's where I'd, that's where I normally get my jigs. 
Nev's Fishing's here. He says, Shroom, when's the Victoria Tour coming? Hey, look, Nev, I'd love to come down there. And when I do, certainly um, well, we'll hook up and we'll, we'll get something happening. Victoria, I, now that the lockdown and all that stuff's um, starting to subside, maybe this summer. Look, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I really, I really, I really want to experience fishing down that way. Those, those hoods that she catch, unbelievable. And that snap, those snapper. Like, fishing in Sydney, my PV is probably around in the 40s or 50s. The ones you catch are like 70, 80, 90. Um, yeah, fantastic. Imagine that. Like a big red brim. Massive. And Brownie says, hey, shrooms, what's the deepest diver you use? Diver? I mean, divers don't really dive all that deep. You can get the double deep versions of... Not, not too many lure brands make a double deep, but... You know, for example, the atomics that I like to use for the for the Brembos, we're looking at about two to two to two and a half meters. Um, if you're optimizing, you know, really light leaders, super long casts, and favorable conditions with not much flow and a good winding technique, you can get it down uh, quite far. But I don't know about anything deeper than that. Maybe some trolling lures. But, you know, that, that's a different kettle of fish there. So offshore, you might tie on a big, deep Rapala. And I, I don't know how deep they go. Probably four meters, I'd say, I'd guess. But, yeah, but don't don't quote me on that one. Next next up here. So David says, the blacks down our way are a bit smart or wiser compared to your yellows. Whoa, all right. Who's from Sydney? Who, who catches yellows? Who wants to come in a bat for me here? Reckons that the blacks are a little bit smarter. <laughs> Well, that could be true, actually. That could be true. He says, we have the the brim down here, which the Bem, the Bem River. Yeah, which is, I mean, you guys have everything down that way. Is is Malakuta a part of it? Or is that the s south of New South Wales? I, I could just picture where it is. I think it's just a little bit above, but I, I could be wrong. I could get shreked in the comments here for not knowing exactly where Malakuta is, which is like one of the golden places to chase brim. Levi says, I'm going um, fishing today, today, tonight, like right after this stream. Well, good luck. Um, guys, I might actually be heading out right after this stream, by the way, just to uh, let you know. Michael Kang says, hey, mate, have you tried to catch hair tails before? If so, any tips, as I heard, it's going to heat up in Newcastle soon. I hear about it every year in Newcastle. People go up in their droves at night. Um, is it Newcastle Harbour that I keep hearing reports on? I've I've done a I've done a fair few um, sessions chasing hairtail, not always successful. It's always been on the Hawkesbury River. It's always been when it's bone chilling cold. We're talking, you know, we're talking that it's so cold that you walk out the door, you don't want to go out. You got to get there before the sun goes down so that you kind of pot committed, and then I use um. I'm using about 20, 20, 30 pound gear. It almost doesn't matter what leader you're using. They're going to slice you up. So I just use a basic 30 pound leader onto gang hooks, put, put, a, put a fresh pilchard on hole and just start playing the game. So dangle that down. You're, you're going to see if you shine your torch in the water and they're around, you'll see like all the, all kinds of reflections in the water. And I think from what I've been told and what I've read, they feed in a very strange way. They don't hit your bait like side on. They like to come underneath and say, for example, if my microphone is my pilchard, they come up and then they kind of like get their mouth around. They kind of rotate 
and get 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 that bait off the hook. And so you can play like a I, I call it kind of like a mini game. You kind of bob your bait up slowly and you try to feel when it's just grabbed onto your bait and then you set that hook. And and if it lets and if it let lets go, you just gradually lower back down that bait on the same cast. So we're not doing anything. So it's like you kind of feel the weight and you go, uh, 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 here we go, here we go, here we go, strike. Okay, no, 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 drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it slowly. And then you just keep doing it until you feel like that proper hook. I mean, you got to get it in quick. So like, I don't even think it matters what braid you're, uh, sorry, what leader you're using. I just use 30 pound because it's just, you know, quick and easy for me. And if you get sliced up, you get sliced up. Because people next to me that are using wire, they're, they're still getting sliced up. So, I, I I mean, I think wire does help a little bit more, but you're still getting sliced up no matter what you're doing. Some people just go for a single hook. You can do it with um, pilchard cubes as well. Yeah, super fun. You get you get one of these fish and it's like a meter. And I think my PV is around, you know, 1.64 or something like that. You know, they get bigger than that. They I think they get to a, over two meters, but that's a good fish. And they're good on the chew too. So, out of all the fish that I've um, that I've caught, I haven't kept many. Never kept a mulloway. I've kept a few kingfish, and I and I definitely did keep a few hairtail just to you know, just just to have a taste. And they they taste pretty good, pretty good. They're pretty good on the chew. Um, fried, I think it's it. Pan fried, pretty nice crispy skin, all that. Um, you know, the bones are a little bit small, but yeah, pretty good. I. And yeah, let's get back to some fishing talk. Why am I talking about food? I barely do any uh, keeping of fish. George George A says best reel or rod under three hundred bucks. Look, there's so there's so many things on the market, but it's hard to recommend just one thing. But let's just let's just limit it to limit it to say lure fishing. What I would use, like right now for under three hundred bucks, I'm looking at from Shimada. I like the Zodius. Looks fantastic. The 2020 looks like a spaceship. So, you know, so sleek, CI4 plus handle. Um, they're extremely light, really strong for their rating as well. So that's something you got to keep in mind. So always like holding the hand to see, you know, if that's what you think a two to four feels like or a one to three. You know, each brand has its own different feel. And I do also like from Daiwa, that it's, it's a little bit cheaper, the Generation Black. So a little bit from a different price bracket. The $300 range bracket, I think Daiwa, they, they have... um. The TD Zero, that's a really nice rod. I've I fished that as well. But yeah, you can't go wrong with a Gen Black. I, I actually like that 2020 version. I've I've got the Limited. It's a bit older, but yeah, I wish I'd 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 waited a bit longer and got the got the carbon fiber spaceship looking rod. And reels, three hundred bucks. I'm looking at um the Stratic uh, FFL if I wanted a tough reel. Or the Vanford. The Vanford these days are under 300 bucks. Um, the price has gone down, so you can get both those fantastic rules there. And yeah, Daiwa, just whichever light rule you like. But if you're looking for a tougher reel, what's that one called? The the BG. Not not the BG monocoque body, the MQ one that's just come out, but the, the one before, before it. I think that might still be the existing one. That is fantastic. I uh, can't go wrong with that. Middle construction, middle body. It's gonna last. You can throw around the boat, throw it around, and it's it's just gonna. It can't be beaten. I'd say those those real Stratix BGs and all that. Tanks, tanks of a real. Yeah, you know, Stratix super smooth. Obviously, a little bit higher in the price. 
I wish I got one. <laughs> I'm still using um the CI4s because they, they just keep going. I've got the the second gen CI4 Plus from Shimano. And I would have upgraded by now, but they're going hard. They're, they're catching me plenty of fish and um I can't wait for the date. <laughs> can't wait for the day that they start showing a bit more wear and I can justify upgrading. At least upgrading to the newer model. And uh, yeah, let me put this up. And Brownie, thank you very much, brother. He's uh, supporting the stream there with a donation. And guys, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you smash that like button. It really helps me out. And yeah, watch watch my regular vlog videos as well. And I don't know what they've done. They've taken away the dislike button on YouTube. I don't know what um, I feel about that. I don't mind seeing it, seeing that bar. Knows, tells me when I'm doing good and tells me when I'm doing not so good. <laughs> but anyway... Um, Angelo says, uh, why is your name Shroom? My name's Shroom because it sounds, it's, it's a bit of a play on my surname. My surname sounds like fungus. And so fungus, so I went with Shroom. So that's, that's why when people call me Shroom, the Shroom, Shrooms, Shroomy boy, <laughs> Shroomy. <laughs> yep. That's me. Shroom at your service. Going to take you to the promised lands. Going to take you to the prime breeding grounds, guys. You guys know what happened in that last video. That gentleman came up to me. And yeah, I, I knew he wanted, um, I wouldn't say pick a bone with me, but kind of like, hey, let's have some fun. He was thinking, there, I'll, I'll have some fun with this dude here. Let's just um, ruffle up his feathers a bit. And I, I could see, sense where he was going, but it was all good fun. I think at the, at the end, you could see there when he wished me good luck. That twinkle in his eye, you knew straight away. <laughs> it's a bit of gamesmanship right there and there. Bit, bit, of, bit of tit for tat fun. All right, Army Rain says, would you go fishing on a rainy day? Absolutely. Um, there's plenty of videos on the channel where it's been bucketing down and I've been fishing in the rain with um, pretty much wet weather gear all day. And sometimes um, I don't even get a video, so you guys won't even see when I just get drenched and have nothing to show, show for that. But I've got a, you know, I'll, I'm going to work on a few videos fishing in the rain. So army, army rain, look out for that. I think you're gonna, you're gonna like what you're gonna see coming up this summer. Old BG Brown and Gold is a bang for buck reel. Absolutely. Um, I mean, th those those reels that stand the test of time. That name, it's. It's a classic. So black and gold, like who hasn't heard of black and gold? And it's, it's, you know, it's no wonder it's a fantastic reel. And if they just keep true to that name, that badge, I'm a fan, you know, I'm a fan of that reel. Just like the name Stratic. When I hear that, I think, yep, tough workhorse reel. It's going to do the job. It's like any of my other Stratics. It's like that 6,000 FJ that I use for Kings. It's like my CI4 pluses. It's like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, sustain is it's that kind of quality classic reel everyone talks about it and for good reason cast 1000 says i see a dislike button on my youtube yeah there is um they don't count it anymore though so it's hard to know what's going on even i don't know what's going on there michael germer's added to the to the nickname list the shroominator oh yeah like the shroominator uh what is it shroomsman shroom dog there's a few going around in the members in the members tab <laughs> in ro on rotation. Angelo says, "Yeah, the shroom, love your content, brother." That last Yui on Lu was sick. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can ever do it again. How could I top that? But we'll top it in other ways. We'll we'll top it in other ways. More Malaway coming to the channel. More Kingfish 
coming to the channel and for all your brim lovers like me, more brim videos, more flathead videos, going to be doing some uh, surface fishing coming up shortly as well. Yeah, pl plenty, plenty of things. This is summer. The lockdown's over. Stay safe, of course. Stay safe. I've got my, you know, wearing my fishing buff, my masks everywhere I go. It's just when I film where I take it off so that, you know, you're not seeing that blue disposable napkin on my face. Um, but yeah, time to fish, time to make up for lost time. Shrimp stash. <laughs> That's a good one. And Browdy. Um, David says, did you find it hard when you started YouTube? Now, um, oh yeah, it's, it's hard. Everything's hard. Everything's hard. Was it hard to gain views and subs? How'd you go about making, creating content? Yeah, I'll be quick with this one, but it's, it's always hard. No matter anything you do in life, it's hard. You got to apply yourself 110%. I can go back now and go to some of my earlier videos and I still have only got about 40 views on them. Can you believe that? I have videos on my channel that have left less than 100 views still. They're fishing, so <laughs> hard work. Um, Philip, hey, how's it going, buddy? He says, sorry I'm late. All good, Philip. Good to see you here. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. Trying to bring the fun into your lounge rooms, every everybody, or yeah, wherever you are, rolled up in bed, or just sitting on a on the couch, or sitting on the sitting on the dunny. <laughs> There's probably a few people there. Michael says, mate, uh, given you mentioned about cooking fish, will we ever see a catch and cook video from you? If it's gonna happen shortly, it's gonna happen during the summer. I think it would be a good time. I want to do a catch and cook. So, yeah. High chance of that this um this 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 next three month period. And Brownie says, when doesn't he go fishing? He is in the rain more than not lately. Yeah, you'll see that my footwear's waterproof, my pants, rain rolls off it, my shirt, I wear that um that black jacket that's you know waterproof. Like I I I'm made to I, I'm basically ready to just fish in some rain if it comes. So it doesn't stop me really. Especially if um if I see a reason for the fish to be on the bite during the rain periods as well, so that's that's why got to get out there sometimes. So river mouths, all that stuff, canals, anywhere where the water's a bit clear and starts to mix around, head out there during the rain because you, you'll find out shortly within the first five ten casts whether you're wasting your time and you should just go back home or it's on, it's on for young and old. And yeah, when it's when it's on, like anyone that fishes a lot of rain knows that when it's on it 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 literally is on blender boy says what do you what do you think is the best lure for flathead look i made a top five um top five lures for flathead at some stage um during the lockdown um if you ask me right now and put a gun to my head what lure i picked um first up i think it was the 80 millimeter squidgy fish that one i caught probably three fish in the 80 centimeter plus class so I think it was a 3 8 ounce, 80 millimeter squidgy fish with a 14 pound leader. The the coloration, the you know, the colorway of the lure was called Silver Fox. Silver Fox is a is a is a mullet style uh, pattern. Two of them in the 80s, and um, and one of them being my current PB still, and I haven't come close to beating that since. That currently stands at 92 and a half, and that's the one that you see me holding up on the channel banner. I don't know if I'll ever beat that in Sydney, but anyway, that <laughs> I'm happy with with with, um, with with you know I was so happy with that fish and um, it's like that brim that I caught. I don't think I'll ever beat it, but that's okay. That was that lure. 
That lure was down for to those those three fish. My top three fish came on that one. Now, just you know, just just for others that are might that, that might be interested in more lures relating to flathead, I also like the the Berkeley Gulp five inch jerk shad in nuclear chicken. Like everyone knows, nuclear chicken is just the perfect color for flatties uh, from the Gulp series. And if you combine that with a with a fast sinking long lure, most most flathead just can't say no. They just come in and they smash it on the drop. Um, that 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 lure made the list because I would say that all the sessions that I've done, that one's got me the most, like number wise. Like I can't even remember. I think some of these sessions we're looking at like. 10 20 plus fish so yeah re really um yeah really effective it's got that scent um it's pretty good on the drift because it, you know it it, it it glides down and bright colors don't seem to deter flathead at all so throw all those combinations those factors in and you have a really effective plastic and yeah, you can work it like flathead, like a really aggressive retrieve as well. So a double, a double lift, but a more pronounced lift where you're trying to rip the fish's head off that that'll catch fish. You can be more subtle. You can do one large, massive lift. Some people do that. Um, those, those plastics, you can work them fast or slow. They're very hydrodynamic. So they'll, they'll allow you to do whatever you want really. Cast 1000 says, lots of rain about this week. Will you even get up for a fish? Yeah, thinking about heading out right after this show, actually. Um, but I don't know if I'll get anything. I, I do, I have been doing a lot of fishing at night in the past. It's just recently I have not. Hey, look at the who's in the house. Hot Ray's in the house. Oh, yeah. How's it going? He says, woo. <laughs> How's it going, Hot Ray? Hope you're having a good week. Um, and Brown, yeah, that's right. When doesn't he go fishing? When, yeah, when, like, what? <laughs> that's right. When doesn't he? He's in the rain more often. Yeah, did I read that comment already? Because if if it is, that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> Let me scroll down. What's this? Pizza boy, pizza boy pair is spelling out something. Can't quite read that one. Um, all right. Let me just scroll down here. Tony's here from Facebook. Oh, there we go. Got some Facebook buddies showing through here. So it means that um, I didn't share that post for no reason on there. Let me just refresh and check what, what's going on there. And while I do that, guys, yeah, make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and let's just see. All right, yeah, we've got, we got some some people coming up here. Oh, there's Horay's here too. Jeez, that's good. He says, knock, knock. Who's there, Horay? And Tony's there too. All right, cool. All right, so we'll leave that simmering in the background there and come back to the main thing on my podcast here. So... All right, Jorge, you legend. <laughs> Look, I uh, really appreciate you've been the the most the most strong of supporters, and you know I you know I, I got no words to describe um you know what what you mean to to me and to the show, and I, I'm sure the viewers really appreciate what you're doing to keep you know to to keep the Shroom Live podcast and everything else that I'm doing uh, going. It's it's tough sometimes, and just you know a bit, bit of appreciation just makes you go that extra distance and that's um that's why i spend the the effort that i do um even though tonight i could have gone straight you know i could have gone out fishing i thought look i owe it to my viewers it's been a while i've been preoccupied with the fishing hub live podcast i've you know i've been invited on to you know a few other podcasts in the meantime including you know the afl the australian fishing podcast from greg vinyl so just mentioning that again, if you missed the start of the stream, you know, all that, all, all those things that are going, 
I've got my diehard supporters that will come on on a Saturday evening here. And so that's why, you know, that that's why it, it means a lot. And thanks, Jorge. Thanks again. Now, Flaming Bogan says, hey, mate, would you recommend hard bodies or soft plastics for beginners to lure fishing? That's a really hard question because if anyone's watched some of my hard body videos, you know that I wouldn't say that it doesn't take like a, like a, you don't have to be proficient at using the hard body so much as more, it, it's more on, can you follow instructions? If, if, if you can follow the instructions in the video, which says, do this by winding it down at this speed with a rod tip down at this particular angle and cast that towards A, B and C types of habitat, then you, you really couldn't go wrong. And that'd be the easiest style of fishing that you could do, honestly. Because with six hook points, if a fish is hitting that lure, you almost don't even need to, to set the hook, right? <laughs> they, they catch themselves. But then again, there's one problem with using hard bodies. I don't, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed in a lot of my top five lure videos, I don't necessarily recommend, you know, the latest and greatest lures if it's going to cost 30 bucks. You know, the average person is like me, not made of money, wants to go out and have fun, but at the same time, you don't want to lose three $20 lures or a couple of $30 lures and have that, you know, pretty much surpass the price of the reel or rod you're using. I mean, that's that's not a good day out. So that's why I always recommend the plastics first. And if I do make a hard body lure video, then yeah, I'll, I'll tell you when you should be throwing it and when you shouldn't, because at the end of the day, it's just, you know, economical. It's just, you, you don't want to be throwing lures where you might lose the first five before you actually understand how it works. Yeah, but those definitely those divers, you can't go wrong, especially if you pick the right areas, like the ones that I've said, you know, throughout the video. Oh, those days when they're switched on, you'll probably catch double, you know, double digit fish at least. Even if you don't know what, what you're doing, really, you could just turn up at the right time and they're switched on to a moving bait. And the only thing you have to be worried about is, did you bring pliers to extract those hooks? <laughs> Yaz says, uh, my profile, um, what's that? Is that a kingfish or something? Um, Dijan says, um, shrimp, when you go go for kingies on um, dead dead yakas, would you fillet them and use them as strips, butterfly or out hole? You know, everyone's got their own, go, own thing when it comes to dead baits. I haven't really used yakka fillets for kings. I just find that if they're not taking my yakas live, then I I, I generally don't try um, with them dead. So, but I have discussed this with AKA Mike a few times. We've decided to well, actually, we, we were going to do a do a bait fishing video one of these nights. Maybe it'll be coming up in the future. And yakka fillets fresh, perfect. You catch plenty of brim and jewies. So if jewies take them, you know kings will kings will take them too. But you know, overall, I, I think live yakas, anything live that, that, that can kick and dance in front of a king is going to get its interest. That's why lures are so effective on them, you see, because movement just triggers them. And they're not afraid to show their face up and have a look. Mulloway, on the other hand, they're, they're, more, um, they're more elusive, so you won't see them. I've never really seen Mulloway up until that last video. I, I could make out the shape of them. I could count the amount of Mulloway hunting in groups. I didn't mention that in a video because it was more for me to just kind of absorb. That was the first real experience of seeing something that is extremely rare and people walking by just 
that and unless they're fishermen, they wouldn't comprehend, you know, like what what that would mean. But to me, that was like seeing gold in front of me. It was like an open encyclopedia that was revealing all its secrets. And I just after I caught that fish, obviously I fished until dark, but I didn't get another one because I was you know I was talking to somebody else that saw me catch catch a fish there and just you know just making friends really just talking and um my eyes were just like open like like a like a goldfish or whatever you call them like really large and just trying to absorb in everything that i was seeing from the splashes to the sound of the the hits on the water to seeing and trying to count how many like waves you know that that they were making how big the school was what size they must have been trying to think of um you know having caught one now what can i take home from this like what can i take away like the conditions could i replicate this could this be is there a piece of the puzzle here that i'm noticing that i never noticed before and so this is only my first experience so i'm in the observation phase right now so basically everything that i told you was kind of how yeah yeah like how i address it but yeah i don't know how i ended up talking about that but um we were talking about yakas so <laughs> yakas I've seen, um, I, I, you know, Dave, he's a regular on the channel. We, we've used butterfly um, yakas before. I think we got a few few sharks and that, that, I think that was it. A few PJs, Port Jackson sharks, those big puppy dogs. Um, but no kings on them just yet. Anyway, um, let's go find the next question here. Horace, this is something. Okay, all right, here we go. Shane's got something. Hey, Shroom, have you ever tried Halco? Uh, I thought he was going to say Halco um, Metals. Halco Soft Plastics. Never heard of them. I've caught a couple of good fish on the Mad-Eye Paddle Prawn. Ah, interesting story. I know a little bit about this that people will not know about. So, because I've I've been fishing lures for su you know, such a long period of time, I have used Mad-Eye lures before they... Um, I think before they were sold to Halco. I, I mean, I might have the details wrong here, but I, I think I know the ones. The, the, the Mad Eye Paddle Prawn Plastics. I think I had some as well. I think, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had some. I don't know how I ended up getting them, but I had, I, I think I had some Mad Eye Paddle Prawns and they were pretty good. Small plastics, caught plenty of brim, flatties, etc., etc. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I'm going to have a look at the that range shortly, right after the stream, Shane. So that, yeah, interesting. But that's that's like coming full circle there. Ian, Ian Burdenshaw. G'day, mate. How's it going? He says, congrats on being the Australian Little Fishing Podcast. Greg Vinyl's um, premier fishing podcast. I, I'm going to call it the premier podcast. That's got to be the best in Australia. Um, that, it's got my vote of confidence. Um, even though I have a podcast myself, yeah, that, 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 one's, that, that one takes the cake. My one's a bit of fun. So, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So stoked to be on that one, Ian. So um, I'm glad. I'm glad he um, he invited me on. More than happy to do it. And I think that there's got to be more coming up too. So that that won't be the only time. I, I I don't think I'm I'm in the process of getting him on this show too. So he's already agreed to come on. So if you guys have any questions, start thinking about those questions because the interviewer. He's going to be the interviewee next time. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going to ask him. So now we're not going to grill him, of course. So yeah, so um, the idea is just um, invite him on, have some fun, talk about a few things, see, you know, see what he catches. 
you know, ask him, hey, so, you know, what's your top three lures? You know, what's your top three lures for the species that you like to catch? Or, you know, what's, um, out of all the guests that you've had, what, what's, what interests you, etc., etc. He's got to have some stories. Absolutely. So I'd like to, to see what he's got to say to some of those questions and your questions too, of course. That's, that's what makes this um, podcast the way it is. It's the people watching. You guys can drop down any question, anytime. And I just answer on on the fly. There's no, um, there's no notebook here, is there? So yeah, that's just right off the dome, yo, as I say. <laughs> Bit of a lame joke there. Anyway, next up, next up, Levi says, what do you suggest for beginner's rod? I'm looking to get one. Beginners or beginner's beginners? If you're talking about the very basic beginners, $60 rod, Daiwa maker, I think a Daiwa Ed, I think it is. Is it a Daiwa Ed? 60 bucks? There's, 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 there's a few rods in that range, 60 buck rods. And Shimano, I think they make a couple as well. They make the Sonic Pro. They make the Katana. I, I, I've, owned, I've owned the Sonic Pro. It's caught me a mile away, so good rods. Um, Katana, I, I recommend, yeah, look into the Katana. I think it's about, about 60 bucks. If you're talking about like entry level, entry level lure fishing beginner, as in like, Still, still going to cost a bit of coin, hundred bucks, hundred twenty buck rod. Um, you're looking at um, Fluger Tryon. That's the one I've got. You're looking at the Shimano. Um, what's it called? A Shimano Lure Project. I don't know if they still make those. I think they're pretty good. Shimano um, Radar. That's that's the name. I don't know why it took me that long to even uh, conjure up that that famous um, <laughs> lure range. And yeah, Daiwa make a slightly more expensive. But probably a, you know, probably a little bit more crisp than the other ones. That's the um, that's the ever popular, TD um, TD hyper, shares shares the shares a, what's it called the um the HVF nano blank with some of the higher higher end rods as well. So here are some examples: Generation Black. Sorry, not Generation Black. They 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 call it the TD Black now. So the TD Black at about two twenty bucks has the same blank. TD Zero has HVF, my Soul Tiger rod. It's not exactly the same because the wrapping and all that makes a big difference. But essentially, my Soul Tiger rods are HVF, ninety-eight percent carbon. So you know that's uh, it's it's the least money you can buy to get that quality of a blank. So there are some options there. So the really beginner level where you just want to buy what's the cheapest available that's going to do the job, sixty-dollar rods. And then if you're trying to think of okay, what's a a beginner level, but not like bottom of the barrel scraping that kind of um, price bracket. You're looking at about a hundred bucks, 120 bucks. Here we go. Next one. Uh, Nathan's been here for a while. Has he got a question for me? He says, Shroom, next time you go chasing brim, use the MMD splash point. I don't know, Nathan. I hate using them because they're so good. The last time I used it, I lost it to a kingfish. <laughs> and I know, <laughs> that was it. I had like three casts, I think. I had like, you know, not, not too many casts that... That video that I made um, with a pack attack with like 100 kings, it swam around like 10 times. I lost every single surface lure I had bar one when they, you know, when I had to like pretty much go and they kind of left the place after that brief manic period. So I, I, know, I know how they work. They work very well. They're very stable. They're very heavy. So they sit in the water extremely well, even if there's um, a bit of, um, bit of chop. I think that's what makes them so effective, and being a unique shape, the the fish, they haven't, um, you know, they don't have a defense to that. Anytime you bring out a new lure type, 
it's going to have a short period when it's extremely effective. And then slowly over time, it kind of like the status quo establishes and, you know, it's going to be a good lure, but it's not like back in the day when it first cast out and you'd hook up straight away. So yeah, those, those lures fantastic. I, I'll probably have to order some more, but yeah, <laughs> I lost it to, a, I lost it to a kingfish that day. Here we go. Next one. Um, any places in the harbor for good kingfish says Yaz. Anywhere down from Gladesville, you're looking at regular run-ins with kingfish at this stage. Summer, late spring, summer, that's normally kingfish season. Plenty of reports right now. Plenty of reports east of um, Gladesville. There's some reports uh, west of Gladesville as well, but you know I'm not going to recommend going into like places that you may or may not see them. You're definitely 100% going to run into them at some stage of the day if you're at a particular spot east of that spot there east of the Gladesville Bridge. Um, bit, of, bit of rain right now. I don't, I don't know if that's going to change anything, but hasn't been significant yet. If it's going to rain, I mean, I've got headphones on, so I can't really hear it if it's raining heavy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it's raining right now. I don't think it's raining all that much. Probably just a bit of, bit of light rain. It's not going to change the complexion of the harbor. So look, if you, if you want some really obvious places, just hit any of the harbor wharves early in the morning try to bring your best game, bring some squid bait or bring like some lures and yes, yeah, you know, just, just have a go because you'll find that people that turn up will say, yeah, they were here yesterday. They were here the day before. Uh, they should be coming around like yesterday. They're here, you know, at 3 PM or 9 AM, whatever. It's, it's going to happen. You just got to get out there really. Um, Novo. Oh, how's it going? Andreas, he says, Hey, Shun, can you make a music cover? on the Team C song. Oh, that is such a catchy song. Um, I, 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 I don't know if you guys have, uh, have been aware, but um, I, you know, I've, I, I'm a part of the Team C's project, which is spearheaded by a bunch of really popular YouTubers and some other personnel. Some of the YouTubers you may have heard of include Mr. Beast and Mark Robo and, you know, so, so many more that are part of it. I'm just one creator amongst hundreds and maybe even thousands and we're just lending our support i'm just lending my support to to raise funds to basically fund two non-profit organizations to collect um rubbish from 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 rivers and from the ocean now obviously it's um it's not going to solve the problem but at the end of the day we're all doing something i'm using my influence to draw attention to you know we're, we're all fishermen here so i think that out of all the creators me being in this particular area makes me have a special, you know, like it's got a special place in my heart, the, you know, the, the health of our oceans and our wildlife. And so that's why I did it. And they, obviously there's people donating their time and their money to making this work. And somebody donated their time and made a music cover and it's a really, yeah, really catchy song. So I don't know if I can sing it. I'm, 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 I'm pretty bad on the vocals, even though I've been told this microphone is the same one Michael Jackson sang Thriller on. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'm, I, I <laughs> he's 100% talent, and um, yeah, I, I, I got to scratch my head re relating to myself though. All right, here we go, here we go. Okay, so hopefully I haven't missed any uh, donations because I can see there's two things up there. Let me move this chat down. I don't know why it doesn't keep moving down. Is it moving down? Okay, it is. All right, perfect, perfect. Cause there's like three, four screens I'm looking at. I'm looking at two physical screens and a bunch of tabs. There's also Facebook there too. Um, yeah, I'm just going to quickly check that. So make sure you smash the like button. 
and yeah, bring 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 down your questions. And like I said, next week I'm going to be back live as well, back live next week. So yeah, hang, hang, you know, I hope you guys are hanging for that one. More fun, more fun, like every 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 shroom live. And let me know if you guys got any suggestions. I'm always um, opening to improving. I think um, yeah, I I I, I think someone's were having fun. That's what, that's all that matters, right? Michael says, damn internet up the poo. Well, maybe it's because of the rain. <laughs> My internet does go a bit iffy when when it's pouring. But yeah, could could be that. Here we go. Let's keep going down. Next one here. Let's see. Well, and Brownie, you're going away. You're going away fishing this weekend. Um, where's 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 everyone's invite here? And what are you chasing? After that, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so talk about somebody else. Um yeah, I mean, I, next weekend got the live stream, but the weekend after that, I'm I'm hoping to do something, do something big. Let's keep going down. Okay, MMD question here. Frank Lewis says, "Hey, Shroom, I use one meter lures for kingies. Do you? I've seen a one meter lure before. It's a it's a Rapala. It's massive. It's ornamental." I don't know if I owned one, would I even bother casting that piece? Look, <laughs> it looked like it was a good ornament, a good thing to just position on top of um, on top of a fireplace, um, you know, display cabinet or some something or something like that. There are lures that big. I know it sounds like this could be a joke. Yeah, it's probably a joke comment, but you know, I treat it seriously. There are big lures out there. Rob, Rob says, yeah, the shroom, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Jeez, my throat's going a bit bad. Got to look after that, um, that Michael Jackson-esque voice right there. No, no, not really. <laughs> I wish I had the voice like Frank Sinatra, though, on a more serious note. And yeah, I might be doing a song one day because I lost a bet. I would have mentioned it on one of my previous live streams. Michael Kang says, hi, mate. Not sure if anyone has asked... Uh, this before, what do you think of the live live action multi jointed lures worth buying? Um, live target, live action. I I mean, when I think of live action, I'm thinking of like movies. I don't know. Maybe I've got the wrong idea. Multi jointed. Yeah, I got. I have to look into that. I think like um, the way I see multi-jointed lures is that they, they move like a snake. Everything just turns into a snake-like shape. Not that it's bad, but that's kind of like how I see it. It's more like a a worm-snake action. And they all, to me, they all kind of look the same. A lot of the times they're lizard patterns or fish patterns that swim like a snake or even actual snake patterns like cod lures. I think like, um, yeah, I guess I want to add here like lures that... Um, that are multi-jointed. They 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 look ornamental to me, like those um. What, what what do you call them? What's that name? How could I forget? This this style of fishing kind of took off in the last maybe three four years. I can't remember the name of the lure. Um, we'll we'll, we'll get back to that one though. But some of you guys might know what I'm talking about. Swim baits. That's right. Swim baits. Swim bait lures. You know, it hasn't been very popular. It always seemed to be a gimmick. But the last three four years, I've seen people start applying it not just to cod, but Everything else, like Mulloway, was one of those next steps. And, you know, you, these lures are extremely expensive and they're slow sinkings. And I don't know how adapt, adaptable they are to deep uh, deep water fishing, but, you know, people have caught plenty of Mulloway on that. 
bass as well. So normally, normally swim bait lures, they're large and they weigh, let's say somewhere between 40 grams to 80 grams. They're really heavy. Um, people have been making small swim baits and catching, you know, your regular Australian bass, you know, bass in the thirties to forties and fifties. So even, even for small fish like that. So yeah, that's, that's, that's actually quite interesting. Just looking at how the landscape has changed regarding lure fishing there. I, I, I personally haven't really taken the plunge because if you really want an arsenal of these lures, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. So basically, like I said before, if you lose a swim bait and it's worth like 50 to 80 bucks, you're losing a rod in the one hit. So you better be tying on about 150 pounds to the end of that. <laughs> so yeah. Tristan says, shrimp, I lost a 60 to 70 king at the Cooks River reeling in a super bad cast. All right. And as I was about to lift my plastic up out of the water and smash and smashed it at my feet, fought it for like six minutes, bricked, bricked me. Yeah. I mean, good on you for getting the hook up when you're winding in. So when you're winding and you see a fish come up, just drop that rod, stop winding the brim, whatever it is, will come up and smash it. And yes, yeah, speaking about that, one of the viewers yesterday told me that that's exactly what happened to him when he caught a kingfish in, sorry, kingfish, Mulloway. Mulloway at night, he was winding in his slim swims and just before he was lifting it out, just as he was about to lift it out of the water and clear the surface, bang, he saw the, the shape of a massive Jew take it. And yeah, he was on his knees praying that he wouldn't get popped off and he eventually ended up landing an 87 centimeter Mulloway on his brim combo, one to three kilogram. And you know, it wouldn't have been heavy leader in line because he was fishing for brim, so... Yeah, that's exactly what happened to you. You got ambushed straight up as you as, as you're about to lift it in. King King smashed it. It was already on the charge, so it didn't stop basically. So you hit it with movement, and that momentum just carried it to the next snag. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. But yeah, they've been around in the Cooks River. I'll tell you that much. They've been around in Botany. You guys saw what happened um in that video that that I put up two weeks ago. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen that one, I was out with Shuey. We loaded up the, the boat with some live calamari. We got plenty, plenty from, from dark up until maybe the first half hour. The sun was just coming up. I think we got about 20 squid, some, you know, something like that. It, there were so many. And we ran out of squid. Went to Molly Point. Got, got dusted a few times. I, you know, I got smoked on, um, on 30 pounds. So obviously 30 pounds wasn't even enough for some of those fish. Had to up it to 60 pound and pretty much like fish my reel to its capacity. And yeah, the, the reel was struggling. Smooth, but you know, struggling under the fact that I couldn't really let out an inch because they're going to get you. They're going to get you on the rough bottom, you know, 10, what is it? 10, 12 meters down. They, they find it. So Plenty in the bay, plenty in all the obvious places. I reckon they're all around the markers right now in Botany. They're pushing up through Tarrant Point. They're up in the Cooks. Everyone's been, I've seen like, I guess for the last two months now, I've seen reports, photos, videos, even up the Cooks Riverway, even up that little river, they're, they're going up there for whatever reason. So that's, that's the Botany Cooks slash Georgia system. And then you've got the Harbour, which is the ever reliable uh, waterway. And yeah, king, king, kings everywhere, all over the wharves, headlands, etc., etc., markers, you name it. It's king season. It's it's kicking off. It's exciting. I, I want to get back out there. 
I wanna I wanna tick off um I wanna tick off a meter meter kingfish one day. That that's my goal. It's a, it's a tough it's a big ask, you know. If the fishing gods will see it within themselves to grant me that wish one day, I, I don't mind working for it for the next ten years. But one day I'd like to tick that off. That would be so good. And uh, jigging that's something that I really want to do when it comes to fishing for kings. I really like um being being pushed physically. So. So I like doing um, shark fishing. I, I'm a glutton for punishment when I go brim fishing. You'll see that I'm walking kilometers and kilometers because, I don't know, it just feels good. Get out there, experience experience what you have. If, um, if you're fishing urban waters, Sydney bays, people about and there's development and housing and all that, hey, that's fine. And, you know, we all live around these waterways. doesn't mean we can't go out there and have some fun. We don't need to travel two, three hours up or down the coast and fish some pristine waters. I can have fun fishing in dirty, polluted water, or I can have fun fishing off um, some nice bank with nobody or with everybody. It's just, it's, it's, how, it's, how, it's how you want to fish, and that, that's what makes it great. Um, let's keep going down. Yeah, Horace right, says, Keen, any time, bro. I don't know if that's about me. Sedona, yes, yeah, Sedona, good reel. I don't know if that's about anything that I said. Sedona, I think it's about in the $100 price bracket. Super reliable, solid reel. Um, Trung Nguyen says, when are you doing a catch and cook? Look, if you guys keep asking this summer, I, that that's that's when I kind of planned it. All year, I've been thinking about if, the, if there's a good time to do a catch and cook, it's going to be in the summer. Maybe keep something off some clean water. See, put my fishing, uh, so put my cooking skills uh, to the test. And um, as much of a high opinion you guys have of my, uh, of my fishing, think in reverse for my cooking because um, I don't know how to cook. Maybe two-minute noodles and fry an egg and all that. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I guarantee you guys will be entertained and interested in, 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 how, I get, uh, in how I get that done. Jason, guest... Gaston says, G'day Shroom, love watching your videos. Botany Bay, George's River, having fished there for over 25 years. Jeez, that's a long time plus. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Jason. Thank you very much. Uh, you must know the river extremely well. It's changed in all that time. Even I've seen in the, you know, in the several years that I fished it. The George's River is the first river that I came to understand and love. I've always associated, every time people mention the, the George's River, I think of oh, that mighty brown river system that just curls and winds its way upstream. And you've got skinny water fishing. You've got, you know, narrow channels and you've got all kinds of mullet and mulloway just lurking in between and heaps of brim and flatties. These days, the kings are pushing up past those places too, which is incredible. I don't know what's changed, but... Maybe it's um, the stocking system, the way that we're looking after our fishies, the size limits, maybe the bag limits being reduced. But these days, kingfish are almost everywhere in the Georges as well. That, that in your 25 years, I mean, you might remember some times when they pushed that far up, but me, I haven't fished it for nearly as long. But yeah, that's, that's one eye-opening thing that I've noticed. Um, and yeah, if anyone has any stories about that, yeah, drop them down like I've heard of you know, not just about kingfish, but I've heard of things like sea turtles making their way up to toward um, Chipping Northern Lakes. That's incredible. Sea turtles. Like I saw one on the Parramatta River system. I must say, I think it was last year, I put up a video. And it was just laying against the, the side, 
side of the artificial like bank, you know, because all these bays in in Sydney Harbour, they're, you know, if they if they didn't build the wall right up to the water, we'd be walking up, you know, many hundreds of meters because it'll be across a flat and it would just slowly increase. But because it brings you up there, the turtle was just laying in the water, near the next to the seagrass. That was a cool sight. And I've also heard of things like seals go up, believe it or not. That might get a reaction in the chat. Seals up, at least one seal up in Chipping Norton in the brown water doing laps. <laughs> Tall stories, but true, I guess. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been told from some really close friends. Unbelievable. You'd never believe that. And yeah, while well, we'll get to the next question. And Brownie has... Um, put some more support down thank you very much sir really appreciate it hope you're enjoying the show hope everyone's enjoying the show and if you are make sure you hit that like button and um yeah let's let's carry on let's carry on here here we go here we go here we go um i'll probably scroll back up in a moment but let's just have a look down here first because ian's got a good question that people might want to want to hear says do you do you ever look at a hard body lure in a store and think this lure could be something special if i change the hooks for a lighter set some lures are killed uh with the wrong hardware yeah i mean i guess in a way i mean i don't think of it like that i look at a lure and think okay have they designed this around the species that they're listing on this um on this blurb you read the you read the blurb and it says this lure whatever it's called catches and then they list like literally um from a to z every single species of fish that might belong in the sydney fresh and saltwater area they'll go redfin trout brim cod uh jewfish mullaway salmon and and you and you know that okay well i don't know if they really thought very hard about what the target of these lures are um but yeah <laughs> that's that's kind of like what i think when i look at a lure and i try to think of okay what does this look like what does this remind me of does this look like it'd be more effective than the market leader or whatever i think is good and then i if, if it's clear i try to see inside and say oh so that's how they design where they're going to put those little ball bearings and that weight if i tilt the lure is that is that all going to like shift to one end or is that going to be like restricted to certain areas of the lure I just want to pay attention to details like that, especially if it's trans transparent, because once it's painted, you can't see anything really, right? There's nothing you can see internally in how the lure is put together and where the weight is distributed. But when it's clear, you certainly can. Um, about changing hooks, I do look at that when I look at some vibes and I think, oh, imagine if I just put on a trailing stinger hook on that. That looks like it's gonna, you know, smash the whiting or whatever it is that I'm thinking of at the time. So yeah, I I do, I do think about you know various things, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's always about changing hooks, but yeah, how how I think the you know the the lure is constructed that that does interest me. You know, by looking at it, I can say to myself, okay, well the bib's rather large, those weights aren't really moving, so it's probably going to be pretty stable if I twitch it. It's not just all going to end up in the front of the bib and be nose down. It's going to be pretty level. You know, things like that. I think about like things like that. Um, if it's got a big bib and, you know, the balls move around and it's all one chamber, I might think, okay, that's a bit, you know, is that intended? Is that like an, a long cast version? Is that because if I try to cast that, it's all on the one end and it makes the tail of the lure face the wind when I'm casting rather than turn around with the bib? 
because that's extremely important when it comes to the deeper diving lures. Having a bib, which is very large, catches the wind often, and you just you're just not getting that distance right. And so yeah, that's that's the problem right there with that. Australian casting says, "Hey, shroom, I'm camping and fishing at the Nepean River." Oh, excellent. Um, you you're staying um, you're staying there to chase some um, chase some chase some bass, chase some. Well, I guess there's also carp up there as well. Not 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 that I <laughs> not that they should be there. Hopefully, you get a few. You you can get get some of them out of the system. Damn seal says El Hajj. Yeah, that's right. Um, I wonder how it how it even ended up there. Maybe next time someone will, will see a marlin up there. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, that's a, that's a dream. Fishing. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, Coming with the jokes. Everyday comedian David says, "Talk about a seal of approval." <laughs> that's right. The brown water got a tick. Doing laps around that artificial, around those artificial lakes up in Chipping Norton. Man, those 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 islands. I even I haven't fished all those islands, and I've been to Chipping Norton like hundreds hundreds of times. More more often land based than on the boat, but there's just so much to explore up that way. It's, it's like it's like brown water Botany Bay, really. Once you head away from the boat ramps, you're out in the middle of nowhere. Look 360 degrees around you, and it all looks the same. And there's a couple of these, several of these islands around. And I rarely see people fishing them. There's got to be so much opportunity. I think on the eastern side, there's like some cool, strange-shaped islands too. So, rarely see anyone head out, heading out that way. Tristan Lee says, seeing seals in the bay is a sad sight because they scare the fish, but a good sight in a way. Yeah, that's like in, in my um, my last video, Chasing Kingfish. The, the first thing I don't want to do is come across a seal. I feel like the seal scares the kingfish away, but at the same time... The seal being there means that the kingfish are definitely there. Like the seal is feeding on big predators. They're not feeding on tiny fish. Bait fish is not going to keep them around. Yakas is not going to keep them around. Salmon's going to keep them around. Kingfish is going to keep them around. Jewfish is going to keep them around. I've seen I've seen videos of seals. I think it was in Sydney Harbour. I've seen two videos, and they were filmed the same um, the same instance of. I think it was a school of seals, or at least a couple of seals, and they had rounded up a school. Okay, not a school of seals, sorry, like maybe a couple of seals. They were rounding up a school of Mulloway, and they pushed them to the surface, and you could see them just all bunched up. And they were taking turns going in there, grabbing them, and just like smashing them against the surface of the water, just flinging their heads. And you can see Mulloway getting thrown left and right, and my jaw dropped when I saw that. That was like, what, you know, what the. You know, what is that? Like, that's, like, how, how how often do you see something like that? It was on a video. I've never seen it in real life. But in a video, it just changes your perception. Incredible. Like, I don't know how many people have, you know, that story there that I just mentioned. I don't know how many people would have, um, would have known about things like that. Without that video, I wouldn't have known about that. It's incredible. All right, let's keep going down here. So, Captain here, good, good, loving the videos at the moment. Let's keep going down here. Okay, oh, plenty of comments. Yeah, guys, talk amongst yourselves, of course. I like it. I like it when that happens. Everyone's got something to say. Um, and Brownie says, when it comes to hard bodies, it's good to watch 
lives and videos of what everyone else is having success with internet is great yeah great for learning yeah that's right absolutely um i've watched plenty of videos in my time i've watched those really old um what is it what's his name adam reuter mad dog you know the ones where you use the 3v fat dogs everyone's seen that i'm sure everyone's seen that that was like pretty much one of the only videos around at that time and just watching him go through you know all the techniques and stuff you know that's that, that's how i learned facebook user says uh gilligan's island is that one of um sounds like a movie or is that one of those islands on um <laughs> on shipping <Gordon? laughs> someone please confirm that I mean, I could be off. I'm no, I'm no movie buff. I, I, I'm no movie buff unless it's a maybe a fishing video, a fishing movie. Maybe I've seen it. <laughs> Let's keep going down. Chicken feet <laughs> sound good. All right, I don't know what's going on here. What's what's going on in my chat? Yeah, but keep going. Keep keep carrying on. Carry on, guys. Talk amongst yourselves, of course. Australian casting. Okay, yeah, going back to his uh, camping trip on um, the Nepean. He's chasing carp. Yeah, I need I need a I need a I need a tick off the meter carp. Um I've seen pictures all over Facebook. I don't know how people do it. It must be the spot. Maybe it's certain spots that they grow that big. But geez, my 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 personal best is in the mid eighties. Mid eighties and that that was a that was a slab of a slab of a carp. Slab that a lot that's a lot of fish going around. When you're talking about like anything in the seventies and eighties, that's a lot of like you know, you're, you're not holding on your fingertips and outstretched because if you're outstretched, it's pulling your body down. It's got weight. That th Those things have weight, plenty of weight. Um, and yeah, that's a tip, guys. If you ever see like someone holding up a fish really close to the camera, look at, try to guess how heavy the fish is. And if, it, if you think it's heavier than what you could hold outstretched, like if they're holding a 30 kilogram kingfish and they're doing that, it's not 30 kilograms, right? <laughs> There's no way, there's no way, I don't care if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're not holding, or you know, you're Chris Bumstead or whoever, one of these super strong, strong men like Brian Shaw. Oh, Brian Shaw, okay, oh, Brian Shaw could do it. If you guys know who he is, hit the like button. I love that guy. Um, unless you're Brian Shaw and you're holding up a, a bottle of water and making it look like, uh, you know, just a, a little medicine <laughs> container, then it's gonna, it's gonna weigh, it's gonna weigh a lot. All right, let's let's address this first. Michael, he says, "Gotta go. Keep up the good work, brother." And he's left me some some change. Thank you very much, Michael. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for everything that you do for the for the channel and all that. You know, if you guys don't know, he's a moderator. He's he looks after and gets rid of all the bad comments. Not that we get many. Um, I do like a few random comments here and there. Just you know, spices up the show, right? It's, it's all it's all good and fun. But yeah, hope you have a good night, Michael. And yeah, thanks, thanks for thanks for joining this week. And next week, of course, I'm going to be back on with another live stream Shroom Live podcast with the Shrooms. Um, Fishing with Dave says, "Where is the tax man hiding?" Um, hopefully, when I throw out a live Benito with Terry, tax man won't be hiding because um, we really love our shark fishing and we haven't been doing it. Ever since Weeper, ever since Weeper trip ended, we've been talking about it. We've been frothing over it. I've got some shark rigs tied up. Um, you know, it's all crimped down. The, those hooks are like the size of like, you can fit on your palm. They're, that, they're like massive, massive, super heavy gauge hooks. 
and they're on, I don't know what pound leader, they're probably like on, actually it's not even leader, it's, it's wire, it's crimped wire, so that's 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 going to make that's going to make a video that's going to make a video might have to roll up the sleeves the long sleeve shirts you guys know I like my long sleeve shirts it's just I don't know why but I just always end up gravitating towards that um might have to roll up the long sleeve shirts and get down and dirty and get that pump that fish in um so fun so fun good good exercise good good night with the mates nothing better than just kicking back at night and just like Everyone taking turns on a on a big shark. Here we go. Here we go. Next up. Next up. Um, oh, Jesus! A few things here. Let's find the next question. Michael says, "Mate, was about to head out to fish Sydney North Shore as the show got my heart pumping. Really cold with strong wind and rain at the moment. You still going to venture out to fish after the show? Look, I think I'm still going to head out." Um, because I don't hear the rain. If the wind's strong, I'll probably see if I can sneak around somewhere. Yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Um, I'm st I'm I'm probably ninety percent committed still. So unless it's like really bad and ev you know everyone pulls out and okay, then I probably won't go out. But yeah, it just it's fishing. Like who knows? Always go out there, have fun. If you pick, if you pick the most pleasant conditions. You're going to be working because that's it. That's like, there's always something going in the way. You got to mow the lawn. You got to work. You got to go fix this. You got to go fix that. You got an evening free. What did I do? Paid you guys back for the shroom live. That's the first priority. Um, all the diehard supporters. I put my time up. I put my time, you know, put myself up, prepare for the show. It takes me ages to prepare. That's why I'm on time. That's why, you know, I've got, you know, all the equipment and all that. And of course, thanks to all the donations that like this microphone, this microphone itself cost me like 800 bucks and obviously no donations that I've received would even cover nearly even a quarter of this, but that's what I did. First thing I was like, yep, I could probably, I, I, I've got this much that I can spend on it. All right, I got an extra couple bucks thanks to all the supporters. That's me. That's me in. I'm going to just go, go buy, improve the quality of the show. And yeah, that's, that's how I, you know, that's how I see that. And yeah, right after this show. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the wind and rain is not such a not such a bad thing, not such a bad thing at all. So, I'll see. You know, like I said, I, I still intend to head out. El Hajj, crying, laughing, tears emoji. <laughs> Something must be very funny. Let me on the joke, El Hajj. Um, Donna Fish Ray. Oh, Donna, how hi? How's it going? How's it going, Donna? Um, hope you're having a wonderful night. Hope Stewie's having a wonderful night. It's been it's been a good one here. It's been good to come back on. Um, I read the comments on Fish Rate. Haven't been able to get back to everyone. Just been really busy preparing for this live stream. So hopefully anyone that's um, from from Fish Raider that's here tonight, a uh, shout out to you. Shout out to Donna, Stewie, and Fish Raider, and everyone watching from there. Ian says, I was thinking more how some lures seem to come with heavier or larger hooks than what is really needed, and most seem to be the other way. All right, well, the first thing that came to my mind was, um, say the Bastet Sugar Pen as an example. The, uh, I think, is it the 60 or 70 millimeter? 70 millimeter version comes with some slightly thicker and stronger hooks than you would, than most people would like. I'd say only because um, in Sydney, using lures that size, we're chasing brim and whiting on, on top. So... You know that 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 um that heavier gauge hook there isn't 
it, it, it's not the perfect fit for the one to three kilogram or two to four kilogram rods in setting the hook. A, B, the size of the mouth of these fish, they're rather small. And so we'd rather smaller, stickier hooks than stronger, beefier hooks. And so that, 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 that's, that's why. And yeah, you're right. That, that totally makes sense there. Um, because that time when I was throwing them for, for Brim, I did think that, yeah, they're, they're, they're a little bit tougher, but it means that they might last a, a little bit longer. They weren't too big still, but yeah, de definitely if you have a preference for certain styles of hooks and certain, um, certain gauges, I think the gauge is important. If it's too, if it's too thick, you're going to miss, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to pin that fish, um, as easily than the stickier hooks. But then again, it means that you're probably not going to get your trebles munched up as often. Like that time worked out perfectly for me. I was throwing those lures and yeah, kingfish came by. I didn't land them, but hey, heavier gauge, perfect for kings. A little bit, you know, not as appropriate for, for brim, but let's say that I catch um a, a salmon, better for salmon, you know. So yeah, I guess, it, yeah, definitely that's that's a great point, Ian. Ian Brownie says, Shrooms, when it comes to brim, do you like keeping the lure moving or small um, and long pauses or two long pauses? Or so you're saying like, if I can only choose two extremes, it has to be moving or extremely long pauses. Um, extremely long pauses. Um, yeah, that, that'd be my pick more often than not. The only reason why I would say the long pauses may not be appropriate is if you're looking to move spots and cover water. So instead of trying to finesse that really tough bite, you can make up for it because there's only X amount of algae on the water. You can move to, you can fish fresh water, water that hasn't seen your lure yet. And that's just as effective. So yeah, there's a couple of ways to address the situation. If you're not getting luck, move faster because you're covering more ground till you find out where the fish are holding. Or B, you're not getting the bite, so you have to slow it down to give them a little bit more time to stalk that lure, decide on it, smell it, you know, have a look around it, not be afraid that it's going to fly in their face and, you know, spook them. Because brim, they're so spooky. You lift them above their eye level and they could dart away from the lure. I don't understand why, but that's just how they, that's just their temperament. Um, keeping it moving, hard body, uh, yeah, I guess like for soft plastics, we're talking about soft plastics, right? Yeah, for hard bodies, I'd, I'd keep it moving. You, ha you kind of have to keep it moving. If it's a floater, if it's a suspending lure, yeah, you can you can you can throw in some pauses, but most of the you know most of the easy to use lures they're floaters, and you just pretty much wind them to depth, and you sustain that depth by maintaining that um, winding ocean, uh, ocean winding um, motion. <laughs> Braden's uh, fishing world. Hey shroom, have you ever hooked or caught? Um, okay, I just stuffed up there. I'll get back to that question. Yeah, John. John says uh, we all appreciate your time and effort, Shroom. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. Size ten, yes. Yeah, size ten treble. Size twelve. Size fourteen. You know, somewhere around there. Fourteen on the small side. Ten on the you know beefy strong side, and twelve is probably right in the middle. Depends on the brands as well. Um, owners. Um, what what else are there? Yeah, you you guys know what I'm talking about. There's 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 plenty of plenty of brands out there. Me lad, um, fat. Uh, Allah, uh, sorry if I um, butchered your name. He says, "What's the best lure for kings?" Um, I um, I I've caught most of my kingfish on brim lures, 
and the few times that I've caught kings on larger lures have been have been on um metals um four five inch jerk shads from Berkeley but not nothing nothing massive I think if um if you're talking about king lures that a lot of people do like to use we're talking um we're talking Basse sugar pens in the 95 millimeter size Daiwa um what's that suspending one called again the 95 millimeter suspending uh, minnow style lure that one I've I've come across several people that have told me that when you know when the kings are on they they've been smashing that lure um with an upgrade of trebles required of course that's that's what they that's what I've been told sluggos that's like a bit of a super long plastic really floppy jerk shad style plastic that's that that's a plastic everyone knows about um yeah they they they're the best ones I'd say halco rooster poppers i mean kings are, they they aren't so picky so a, a lot of things work maria loaded sinking stick bait you know if you're going to you know if you're going to do it off the rocks fcls you know you know all those all all, all those um all, all, all those big stick baits basically yeah for myself like i said Z-Man grubs, <laughs> Z-Man slips, swims. Oh, you name it. Oh, yeah, medals and all that stuff as well. Of course, of course. But yeah, that's when I get ambushed. And those Bastet sugar pants, geez, they 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 pick them up like anything. They're like magnets. Tomo seventy, Vibalicious have perfect size trebles. Had a mate hold a one ten Jewy on them, but you can catch brim on them. The um, what what is that size? Sixty five millimeter, isn't it? Tom, I think it's a 65 or 75. The one that has the trailing treble that's embedded in the in the bottom anal fin. That is the perfect design because normally if you think about it, if you've got two trebles dangling, it kind of looks like it's going to affect the action of the lure and it does take away, detract from the shape of it. But the way they've done that is fantastic. Like I, I've seen, um, yeah, those, those plastics, I've seen, like I fished with some friends and they've caught... Yeah, not not a one ten, of course. No, nothing like a one ten. But they, we've caught a couple of mile away in the one session, just on those plastics, on those vibes. Sorry. There's a there's a silver one with glitter, and then there's a brown one, brown one with glitter. They're my two favourites, and I've seen them both pin pin mile away. Um, what color? What colored? Um, what color did your mate pin the one ten on? That's you know that's a quality fish. That would that would make my that would make my decade. I, I, not only do I need a meter king, I need a meter Mulloway, meter Mulloway, <laughs> come right here, baby, one meter, meter 10, uh, that, that'll go down well, Mila, uh, El Hatch says, Mila, sugar pen 95, yeah, 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 that, that lure, so good, absolutely, I think I was using the 95, I lost that as well, I, I was using a 36 kilogram combo, because that day I was using the brim combo, but then I went back to the car, as you did, you know, as you would, and bring bring the heavier artillery, NRX with my was it Stellar or Strike? I can't remember now. And tied on the bigger the bigger sugar pen, but unfortunately, I hooked an even bigger king than the one that got me in the end. And yeah, it just ended up smoking me on the run. Oh, that hurts just thinking about it. Oh, that was my that was my last year <laughs> last year's experience with the kings. 
All right, Muhammad Barbour. Hi, how's it going? Um, haven't seen you all stream. He says, what do you think of the new Saltist MQ reel? What size do you recommend for Kingfish? Look, um, the, the Saltist, I think if you want to pay for a reel that has a little bit extra, it's got the cosmetics, it's got a little bit more of the luxuries. Fantastic reel. The, you know, that blue color, just all the little details. I think... Um, it's like a fine piece of art. It's like jewelry. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It's a really tough reel. Um, but you, you really don't have to spend that much to get that kind of performance from Daiwa these days. Like I said earlier, the BG does pretty much the same level of performance without all the fancy extras. But yeah, that Saltus is, you know, so nice. Monocoque, MQ, you know, whatever. It's got everything. Um, what size do you recommend for Kingfish? You know, 4,000 and up. Just whatever whatever style you're you're looking at. If you're looking at casting towards kings, having a like a not not so heavy combo where you can kind of use it for salmon or you know dropping a bait that that kind of style. Bit bit of casting of plastics, a bit of casting of spinning for metals. Yeah, go for if you wanna if you wanna maybe down rig or drop a bait down, use it as a live bait combo. Then yeah, go go up a size because it's not going to be held in your hand. You're gonna want that extra you know, that extra capacity to put on some heavier braid and just lock that drag up. You get more performance out of that. So yeah, like, yeah, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong, Muhammad. Um, fantastic reel. I would love a reel like that. I, I've got the um the Catalina. It's a bit older. Nowhere near as fancy. And yeah, those reels just go and go. Um, AK, Mike's got a Saltist. He's got the Saltist uh, reel and, and, and the rod. And in the hand with a ball knob, fantastic. You just feel like you can you can winch anything in. Michael Kang says, Shroom, would you consider doing a live broadcast during one of your fishing sessions? I have I have considered I've actually done it in the past. I, I've done at least one. One in the past before. The only problem is I found that you can see how I talk a lot. So I'm always here in front of the of the phone. And so if I'm in front of the phone, I'm missing bites. Not paying attention to um yeah, to the rod. So I think if I ever do it again, it would probably be with some people that I'm fishing with so that there's always something going on so I don't have to feel like I have to be manning the chat 100% of the time. But I would do it again. I've done it before. So there's one of it where I was with AK and Mike and we're fishing in uh, North, Queen, uh, North Queensland. We're north, <laughs> somewhere up north on one of the wharves. And we caught, um, yeah, we didn't catch very much, unfortunately, but it was brim, there were brim. Pinkies, leather jackets, I think a bat fish here and there. It was just like it wasn't the best <laughs> it wasn't the best experience, but we, we were getting something with our live prawns. Top quality bait, but the kings didn't come through. Pippi Long Stocking says, Love you, Shroom. Love you too. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, yeah, that I love comments like that. Milad says, Hey Shroom, what's a good a good lures for flathead? Yes, I mentioned it earlier, um, but I'll just be quick here, so just not to bore every bore everyone. The the eighty millimeter squidgy fish in silver fox color, and the Berkeley five inch jerk shad in nuclear chicken. They're they're my top two. Um, yeah, let's keep going down. Any any tip, Captain Solid Bone says any tips for dead baiting kings in botany? Yes, squid. I think almost every single time I've brought squid there, fresh dead squid, it's been on. Where it, I mean, you don't even have to make it complicated. Um, when I've been with Stewie out there, we've been 
putting it on jig heads, believe it or not, like half ounce jig heads, three eighth ounce jig heads, dropping just a piece of squid, fresh squid. It's not even cut up properly. can be like the size of a 50 cent coin. And then you could be on. So that's that's how easy it is. The big kings do take small baits as well. Um, if there If there's anything that I think is important when it comes to fishing bait, you have to use fresh squid. I think squid is probably one of the baits that goes off the quickest. I mean, you can't even freeze it in a certain way. People say, you know, you can get freezer burn on it. Um, they could get spoiled by being exposed to air or fresh water. You know, like there's so many things. Basically, whatever you're doing to it, you're spoiling it. So that's my attitude when it comes to that. So if you, the fresher you can get, if you, if you can get it, that if you can get the squid that you've just caught an hour earlier, that's as pretty much as fresh as you can get. If it's dead, dead fresh like that, um, if the kings are around, they're definitely going to hit that. You can, you can try first up by stripping it up, maybe into maybe two, three centimeter width and length of about, let's say that's what, five, five plus centimeters. You can start with that. Something a little bit, not, not massive, but something, something a little bit there that's going to interest them and you, you change it up. If if you if you find um they're not switched onto that but you're getting bites maybe reduce the size or whatever you know it it works. Squid is easily my favorite bait um, when it comes to kingfish live and then dead yeah dead squid is so good um, it's unbelievable oh <laughs> guys you guys know who this is this is Stewie say hi to Stewie. He says, what's the best squid you come? Oh, Stewie. Oh, mate. <laughs> this question um, is the biggest can of worms. Um, for what I've seen, the botany system fires on jigs that have like a combination of three colors. So as an astute um, learner of the art of squid fishing, I've noticed that brown, green, and orange in th those three colors, whether it's um, predominantly one color or a dual color or some kind of a mix, like a, say a seaweed, brown, orange, you know, that, that kind of um, color seems to work the best in the botany system. Now it comes to harbor, right? It's all, it's, it's all out the window. It's like um, every time I fish the harbor, it's like pinks and blues and all, all kinds of other colors and the jigs too. I'm using like threes, 3.0s often. I'm using the Yamashita 3.0s. Um, I'm using the Yaziri, the I think I forgot what they called the shrimp ones, the, the ones that look like shrimp. They've got the plastic legs. Those ones seem to do extremely well in in the harbor. Um, hacking the big jigs as well in the hacking. I, I I don't know what it is, but 3.0s. I, I really like my 3.0s, but for some reason when it comes to botany, those those 2.2s, size twos, 2.2s and stuff in those three colors. Um, yeah, Stewie's got like pretty much 100 jigs and 90 of them are of those three colors. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Pippi Longstocking says, where's uh, Rexy? <laughs> um, we'll, I, I, we'll be back with the, we'll be back with the, the Fishing Hub live stream shortly. I forgot the date. I should know it. I should know it. I think it's December 12, but don't quote me on that one. We're, we're coming back. We're coming back shortly. 
coming back shortly back back on to the fishing hub live stream so if you catch that one thanks for thanks for watching that one uh, this is my usual one if this is your first time here i i do this once a month but it's been a couple of months since i've done this one since i've been preoccupied with that one sam fishing hey shroom i was wondering what uh good colors for dark brown water for flatted and brim dark brown water if you're talking up river Th that that first suggestion that I gave, so I've had this is my third time answering it. The squidgy fish in eighty millimeter in silver fox, that's that's the best. That mimics, that replicates, that resembles, that smells like I don't know everything about it. It screams mullet. It screams mullet, and if you're looking brown water, that's mullet. That's mullet territory. So that's that's why I think I I think that's the reason why it's so effective up that way. So Sam, give give that one a go. Now, obviously, you don't have to get that particular lure. I think any paddle tail, any paddle tail in the in in the darker water is good. You want that action coming through. The visibility is a bit lower. The fish patterns seem to be very effective up that way because, like I said, mullet seems to be the main bait source up up in the rivers. You've got other things like herring as well. So you could try, and tailor sometimes. You could try some more silver lures, but they're they're all basically silver, black, uh, white. Um, with a bit of red, orange, you know, that kind of coloration. The most natural looking presentation there. All right, um, we're going to answer a couple more questions, guys. And then um, I'm going to head out onto the river. And I'll let you guys know how I go if I get something. Pee um, Pee says, will you ever do a catch and cook? I'd like to do one this year. So this summer I'm looking into doing one. Uh, so hang out for that one. Watch me cook up a storm. Or watch me cook up a disaster. I'm going to get shreked in the comments because it's going to turn out burnt. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So we'll do that one. Um, okay. And I need, I need two more fishing questions. I got to get out of here. Okay. A quick comment from Ian Bershaw says, "Looking forward to the in for to you interviewing Doc Lewis." Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that one. Tian Swat says, "Shroom, hi. How's it going?" All right. Two more questions. Two more questions. I mentioned today on fish radar that scratchy sorty and shroom should do a fishing trip and video what, what do you think i oh, actually we, yeah we we did um we did a hair tail session one time it was scratchy and i on the boat and across on the other side on on the next boat we were tied together you know after after the first bit of the evening because we were enjoying it so much yeah all three of us and i th i think was it was it um who was it there was one i think reggie reggie was there i, I mean i might have the wrong person but the four of us on the river with our loudest uh, loudest pair of boats on the river and we were smashing the hair tail that night that was so good um but yeah i'd like to do something like that again of course that was that was that was insane stewie says olive oh there you go so um what kind of an astute learner of the squid fishing <laughs> discipline am i i didn't even know the right word for that john says white yep that's it um okay last question last question last last question here we go. Let's go find one here. Last question. Okay, that's another catch and cook. Let's find one more. One more here. Who's got one more question? Oh, there we go. YT Heater says, what's your favorite color for the Z-Man 2.5 grub? All right, I can sign out here because everyone knows what the answer is to that one, but I'll answer it. Watermelon red. I don't know why. It just seems to agree with the way that I fish. It's just done the, it's done the runs for me. 
seems to work in almost any any situation it's maybe not the best color in every situation but i always seem to gravitate towards that it's a staple and uh it's no wonder it's no wonder that when i caught that jewfish on a hard body what did the color look like it looked like watermelon it looked like watermelon red base it was green and green and red green and orange or something like that with a bit of pearlescent belly so that, that was pretty close all right guys we're gonna call it there hope you guys enjoyed the shroom live podcast if you did smash the like button subscribe hit the notification bell and if you like watching this this always comes up on um you know i upload it to to spotify and apple Podcasts. you know all your favorites you can go check it out there it'll be up in the next day or so and all the older episodes as well you know if you ever you know go on a long car ride and you want to listen to some fishing rather than radio Go ahead and um, you know lo load one of the podcasts up. And if you like my fishing videos, head on over right now. Watch some of the vlogs. Watch the one that I uploaded on the Thursday. That was the first time I caught a mulloway on a hard body, and I, you know I could never have imagined it. I, I mean I have put in the time, so I can't say that I never expected it to happen one day, but to happen in the manner that it did, and after a grinder, a brutal day, walking at least five kilometers, it felt like walking around the equivalent of the whole Thompson Creek Dam solo and not getting a single tap all day and then just pulling out one last one last stop and um yeah and, and then it happened it was just like all the planets aligned at that one one particular moment so that, that was a very special video so yeah make sure you check that out if you haven't thanks to all the people that supported tonight by watching the show first and foremost ask the question or drop the comment or said hello that's extremely important. And of course, all the people that, you know, took the extra step and donated, it helps me keep this show running and, you know, like the equipment and all that that you see around, you know, that's thanks to all, all you guys out there. And guys, thanks for your support as always. And I'll catch you in the next video. See you later.